This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Gerardo Bruna currently plays for Derry City in Ireland at the moment and previously represented Tranmere Rovers on the other side of the River Mersey. The Argentinian, once dubbed the next Lionel Messi, also played for Spain at youth level, having grown up in the Canary Islands, and he's now 29. He's also played for Blackpool and Accrington throughout his career. So why have we got Gerardo onto the Blood Red podcast? Well, there's two reasons. The first is that Gerardo was on Liverpool's books as a youngster, where he played for the reserves and trained sometimes with the first team under both Rafa Benitez and then Roy Hodgson. Having left Real Madrid to sign for Liverpool, the hopes were high that Bruno would become the next big thing. And while that didn't quite work out, he's had quite a decent career so far. And the second reason, Gerardo was a part of the Spanish under-17s team who won the under-17 Euros in 2008, alongside new Liverpool star Thiago Alcantara. I'm Matt Addison, and welcome to the latest Blood Red podcast. The Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. First of all, how are you doing? And sort of how well is your season going with Derry City at the moment? Uh, it was good until I pick up an injury. <laughs> um, but I mean, with the situation, we were we just started the season and then the COVID team came in and, you know, we had to stop the whole season. And just until recently and... Uh, and yeah, I mean, it was going well. I mean, personally, uh, I mean, it was good. But uh, as I said, uh, it's a strange, strange season. And we haven't been doing really well lately, to be fair. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, of course. It's a strange time for everyone, isn't it? And I'm sure you'll keep an eye on Liverpool, one of your four clubs. Obviously, that's sort of why we've got you on to, to talk about your time there and about Thiago Alcantara as well. But I mean, first of all, just thinking back to your time as a, a youth player at Liverpool, you came from Real Madrid. It was this sort of tag of the next Lionel Messi back in, in 2007. I mean, how hard was that for you to, to deal with that sort of tag? Because that's quite a lot of pressure. Yeah, I never took it as uh, as um, I don't know how to say. Like, obviously, Lionel Messi is only gonna be one, and it's only one, and he only will be one, you know. And but that you you can just do nothing about it. What the press writes about you, you know, uh, that's part of your control. So I didn't take it uh, as I said, like to you know, it just didn't bother me or didn't influence me in anything, you know. It's just. You know the press name me like that, and it is what it is. I just, I just wanted to be uh, to make a name for myself, you know. And then, as I said, it didn't really uh, put extra pressure on me or anything at all. It was just what it was, and then, and that. Yeah, we we've seen a lot of young players come from abroad into Liverpool in recent years. People like Seth Vandenberg and and players like that. How difficult is it to adjust to a new life? Because you're not just joining a different football club, but you're integrating into a, a new country, a new way of living as well. Oh, if for me, I mean, I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of players might be a bit easier, but for me, it was a big shock. You know, it was a big change. I was only 16 at the time. I came into a new country, a completely different culture, a completely different style of football and a new language. And uh, I found it really hard to be fair to to kind of like uh, settle down and you know just uh, adapt to everything. It was hard, but um, but at the same time, it's just very uh, very. Uh, it was very good, you know, for you to grow as a person and as a player and everything. 
What sort of things did Liverpool do to help you settle in? Did they offer like language lessons or, or anything like that to help you improve in that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. After almost every training session, like I can't remember exactly, but uh, maybe three, four times a week, we had uh, a teacher at Melwood. Uh, just so after every training session, we would have a like an hour's uh, lesson, and then you know you just have dinner and then go back home or or something. So no, it was very helpful. Liverpool it was an, it's an amazing club, and uh, you know it was uh, it was it was just such an amazing time in there. You know, so I'm very grateful for for that. Yeah, we, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the under-17 Euros in, in 2008 shortly. I mean, just looking at the players in that squad, you were the only one at the time that didn't play in Spain. So it was a slightly unusual path, really. The rest of your teammates had all stayed in that country, but you'd chosen to move away. Why was it that, that you decided that Liverpool was a better place for development? Um, you know, as, as a young player, and uh, all you want to do is get to the top, and uh, at the time, Liverpool seemed like the easiest, uh, not easiest, but probably quickest, you know, quickest way to get to the top. You know, uh, in Madrid, I was 16 and I was playing with the under-17s and uh, uh, I was only one year ahead of my, you know, my my age. Uh, and Liverpool offered going straight into the reserves, you know, and sometimes train with the first team and everything. And you just see it so close that you're like, you just jump at the opportunity, you know, like. I went from playing uh, with kids to, you know, to be in, in that environment with, you know, all the first in place and the reserve place. So, uh, as I said, it seems like it seemed like the um, quickest way to get to the top. Uh, but it was uh, a lot of turbulence. I arrived to Rafa, then Roy Hodgson, then Kenny Daglish, you know. So it was what it was. But, uh, but as I said, that, that was my, my decision. Yeah, I mean, if somebody was in that position now, they're, they're 16 years old to play for Real Madrid, what would you sort of tell them? What would your advice be? Obviously, you've done it before. What would you say to them now? No, I mean, I did what I felt it was the, the best thing for me, you know. If I would have stayed in Spain, never happened, I would never know what happened. And, uh, and I mean, it, it, it was my choice and, you know, you just have to... Uh, no, I think you don't have to have any regrets, but I'm saying like, I'll tell them to just whatever they feel is best for them. You know? And uh, um, yeah, I mean, like I could have easily stayed and be in an amazing club or go to England and be in a, another amazing club. So, you know, there is nothing really, there, there, is, there isn't any, uh, how you say, like uh, anything that is going to be uh, bad for you, basically, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you, you wouldn't uh, suggest that it was better to, to stay in Spain? You don't regret that move in, in any way or anything like that? No, I mean, it's, the thing is, is, we come back to the same. Like, I, I don't know what would have happened if I was staying in Spain. You know, I know uh, they really, really look after me as well, Real Madrid. They, 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 they really wanted me to stay. And at the same time, uh, Rafa Benitez and Liverpool really wanted me to go, you know. So, uh, I mean, it's just it's just decisions, you know. Sometimes they go good, sometimes they go bad. But I don't regret anything to be fair. You mentioned Rafa Benitez there as well. How much of an influence was he to to bring you in? Did he speak to you before you made the move? Was he a big sort of reason as to why you wanted to come to Liverpool? No, not to me personally, but uh, but obviously he was in contact uh, with my agent all the time. Also, I had a little problem with my passport at the time because I didn't have the Spanish nationality yet. So it took a little bit longer for me to get to the UK. 
Um, but yeah, all the time he was just talking to my agent and and just kind of like because I started to get a bit uh, frustrated that nothing was happening because I just left Madrid and then I wasn't getting the move yet. And by my agent always kept me like uh, you know it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Don't worry, it's just it's a passport thing, you know, it's nothing else. So. Uh, I mean, he was always in touch with my agent at all times, and it, it, it was very good for me. And you must have trained with some amazing players in Liverpool's first team training. Steven Gerrard, Fernando Torres would have been there at that time as well. I mean, you know, who was the, the best player? What was it like to, to be in that sort of dressing room, in that sort of environment? <laughs> the same. Um, as I said before, it was a shock as well, you know, because I, as I said, I went from playing with kids to to training with sometimes with some of these, you know, monsters at the time, some of them in their prime, you know, as well. Like, and I felt that Liverpool was a very, very good Liverpool team as well, you know, with Torres, Gerard, Xavi Alonso, Mascherano, Ryan Babel, uh, Josie Benayoun, I don't know, Carragher, Skirt Agger, you know, if, uh, it was actually a really difficult, uh, really good team. And I, I mean, really difficult to break into that team you know because it was amazing players world-class players everywhere you know but um yeah it was it was just an amazing experience you just have to it took me time as well like to adapt because there's the pace the speed of the ball everything it was just yeah you know i was years behind you know <laughs> i was young i was coming from a different different place different everything it was it was hard but it's something that you uh you know that now, thinking back, it's just amazing, amazing time. I suppose that must have been a really good thing for you to learn. You must have got much better very quickly as a player because you were playing with, with players of a very high standard. I suppose someone like Harvey Elliott at, at the moment in Liverpool's first team or, or Curtis Jones or Nico Williams, someone like that, them being in and around that first team it must really help you as an individual as well. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, you just have to kind of like... Uh, just learn, 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 and learn quick. You know, it's no time to, you know, to, uh, I say, like, uh, to, it's no time to wait. You just have to learn and learn quick, and then, yeah, as, as I said, it's, it was just amazing. Like the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. There's been a lot of players stepped up from the academy into the the first team recently. You think of people like Alexander Arnold and things like that. Do you think? something has changed at Liverpool to make that happen? Or do you think it, it's more something to do with maybe Jurgen Klopp just, you know, giving more young players an opportunity? Hard question, you know, to answer. Uh, maybe a bit of both, you know, maybe as well, just maybe at the time Liverpool needed a right back and Trent Alexander was there, you know, but obviously he's an amazing player, you know, but maybe he was there at the right time, you know, uh, a lot of things like this sometimes you need a little bit of luck you know uh, as I said for example Liverpool needed a right back and he happened to be there at the right time in the right place obviously you have to perform and he's done it and he's just an amazing player but uh, sometimes is I feel like maybe this what you need other times uh, I don't know but I do think uh, Jurgen Klopp really trusts young players as well you know I think he's not scared to play them and you know, and for example, what they've done last year in the in the when they had the uh, they had to play in, was it Abu Dhabi the the final of the Qatar yeah in Qatar, Qatar. yeah um, and they, he he didn't care to play 
all the young players, that's just an amazing, amazing experience for them as well, you know. So, uh, I mean, uh, it's, he just seems to really, um, you know, like the young players and just give them chances, you know. But obviously, you need to deserve that as well. It's not just going to hang a chance to anyone. Uh, but yeah, you just never know. I mean, it, it's... it's uh, I mean, I'm glad that uh, Liverpool is doing so well and I'm glad for the young lads that are coming through as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, on Jurgen Klopp, I mean, it, it must be a, a dream to, to play for him. I'm sure, you know, every player around the world will look at, at someone like him and, and think how amazing it must be to, to work for him. Oh, yeah, 100%. Everything I've heard from him is, uh, from people talking, it's just uh, good news. You know, I've never, I, I think that there's been any, any player that actually has uh, say anything bad about him, you know. He always seems happy, seems such a positive person, you know, and uh, uh, I think he creates such a, a happy environment for the players, you know, to be to be around and just feel, uh, you know, just positive energy and happy, you know. It's, it's, uh, that's what it looks like, that's what it seems, and it's, it's uh, obviously he's done uh, an, an incredible yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure Jurgen Klopp was one of the, the big reasons why Thiago Alcantara wanted to, to move from Bayern Munich to, to Liverpool this summer. You obviously won the, the under-17 Euros with him in 2008, as we mentioned. And I mean, how long did you play alongside him in total? Was it a few years that you were sort of coming through in Spain at, at the same time? Uh, so I had a couple of training sessions with Spain and uh, also... Uh, also the European Championship, but um, probably the first time I played against Thiago, I, I must have been about 13, I think, 13, 14. Uh, he was living in, in Galicia at the time, which is uh, northwest of Spain. And uh, and yeah, the first time I played, he still didn't play for Barcelona. At the time he was playing for like a town, uh, a club from a small town in, in Galicia. And... And yeah, that was the first time I played him. And obviously, since then, you could see, yeah, as I said, maybe we were 13, 14, and you could already see that what a great player he was. Uh, and then, yeah, I got to, first time I met, obviously, we used to play each other, Barca Madrid, but the first time we actually met, he was in the national team. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, it's a long time, but the la I think the last time I actually was with him was when I had surgery in Barcelona. I was 18, and he he was there. I think he had a problem as well. He was in the hospital, and that was the last time I actually spoke with him. And the first time that you saw him, I mean, even though he was maybe 13 or 14, and you would have been as well, what was your impression of him? Was he somebody that stood out on a football pitch as being, you know, a really good player even back then? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, you wouldn't know he will be. Obviously, it's very difficult to say when you see young players playing. Uh, you would you wouldn't know that he was gonna be one of the best midfielders in the world right now, but at the time you could see he was a very very good player already. You know, and but yeah, he's done well. What was it that that stood out? What was it that made him different to, to the other midfielders? How technical he is, probably. Um, mm. He's always now. I think he's playing deeper than what he used to back then. He's playing more as a, you know, a deep playmaker, if you say. But uh, at the time, he was more like a, I don't know, attacking midfielder, I would say. And he was, you could see him dribbling more, a lot more, and things like that. But you could see how good he was at the ball back then, and then obviously 
still now, but um, probably you could see a, him a, drib, dribbling a little bit more than what he does. Yeah, I mean, obviously you play in midfield as well. You know the the position and what it takes to be a top-level player in that position. As I say, obviously Thiago has certain things that he is maybe better than his peers at. Is there anything specific that you would say that, you know, maybe it's his passing or is just his intelligence or something like that? Is there something specific that makes him, you know, better than a lot of other players? Uh, I mean, he's just very complete. You know, you can see him tackling, you can see him... You can see him uh, making the team play, you know, uh, setting the pace of what the team plays and his awareness of the ball. And, you know, I think he's uh, really become a really, really complete midfielder. Um, obviously, before, younger and all that, when I played with him and all this, he, pro- he was pro- probably a bit more offensive. Now, a lot more complete and it's just... Uh, it's, 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 it's just done so it's just done so well you know but what I, what I remember about him as well is how good as a person he was you know his personality like he was very positive as well very uh, very good teammate always supporting his teammates and all this you know and and uh, that's so, also so important yeah I mean there's been lots of world-class midfielders from Spain over the last few years you think of Iniesta and Xavi and, and players like that how do you think he compares to those two? Obviously, you know they've won everything in the game. He he's sort of been there as well, and at one time was considered maybe the next one of those players. Do you think he's quite reached those heights, or do you think he's still got a little bit more to prove? I mean, he just won the Champions League. Didn't he? I mean, uh, I don't know. I think this he just they're just different. You know, I still think obviously. At, at the time, the press call him the next Xavi or the next Iniesta or whatever. Um, but uh, he's done. Uh, he's his. He's himself. You know, he's Thiago. Is is for me. I, I see him as very different to them. At, at the same time, you know, I understand why people compare them. I see. It, I see him very different as well. And as I said, has he reached that level? I mean, things like um, they are called legends because been all their life in the same club. He's been changing, but um, I think. Uh, yeah, he probably is at that level, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, just thinking back to, to when you were training with him and, and playing with him, was there something that stood out about him in training or, or is it just pure talent? He is you know, so, so good at, at football or was he doing extra sessions? Was he you know, doing extra learning and, and things around that as well to improve? Uh, not that I remember, no. Um, he's just talented. He's a talented player, you know, his quality. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't remember seeing him doing anything different to the rest. He's just a natural, talented player, you know. I mean, obviously, his dad uh, played for Brazil and you know, and played in the in La Liga. So uh, he he was probably a big influence, you know, in in and a big help for him, you know, in terms of uh, you know, um, just helping him through everything, you know, like. Uh, if your parents, for example, are, haven't played football or something, you might not have that help back home, you know. Uh, that maybe has helped him. But, um, I mean, uh, he was just always been very good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, there was a little bit of concern, I think, when Thiago came to Liverpool. He's obviously a 29-year-old midfielder. It's not the kind of player that Liverpool buy very often. But 
You're also a 29-year-old midfielder, so I'm interested to see what you think of, of that sort of thing. A lot of the time, fans might say, oh, he's, he's 29, he's maybe not, not got too long left in the game, but that's not really, not really true, is it? He's still got a number of years ahead of him, as I'm sure you have as well. 100%. Uh, I, I actually think he's probably on his prime now. You know, I think he can give the, be- the best probably three, three years of his life. You know, if he, I really believe he can give the best three years of his football, you know, his life. Um, but I think it has changed. I think he's has, things has changed. Players used to read that a little bit earlier. Now you can see players like playing at 35, 36, you know, in a, a maze level still. And uh, or even for example, just Thiago Silva is 36 and he's saying he wants to play the World Cup and he's going to be 38, you know. So I think actually things have changed. Players, I think, look at themselves better, you know, diets, resting, you know, the technology you have to recover and all these things, you know, I think that probably helps as well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. 29 is still. I think he's still young. <laughs> I'm still young. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he still feels the same. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure Liverpool wouldn't have bought him if they didn't agree with that either. We won't keep you any longer. Thank you very much for, for your time. Really appreciate that. No, thank you, Matt. Thank you. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.